welcome to episode 140 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church, for Christ Church, and for all who would care to listen in. My name is John Payne. I'm the senior pastor of Christ Church Presbyterian here in Charleston, South Carolina, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Dr. Gabriel Williams. How's it going, Gabe? Pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, doing well. I guess you've been torturing your students uh, this past <laughs> week at College of Charleston, giving them finals and uh, papers and everything else. Well, they're done with the torture, and so now they're graduating. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Are the grades Some in Some of them there? are graduating. <laughs> Okay, there, there it is. So because, there you have it. Dr. Gabriel Williams has said some of them are graduating. Okay. Well, we are also uh, blessed to have with us today a special guest, uh, Catherine Hardy. Uh, Catherine, good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Uh, Catherine is a, a member of Christ Church. She's been a member for about a year. And um, uh, we, uh, she was coming in here to do some work for her Sunday school class. And uh, we said, hey, why don't you come in here? We're going to interview you for the podcast. So uh, she's a good sport. And and uh, has agreed to speak with us and uh, has a wonderful uh, testimony. And uh, uh, you, Catherine, if I remember correctly, you grew up in Augusta, Georgia, and um, in a Christian family. I did, yeah. So I um, grew up in Augusta. My parents um, moved there right after they got married um, and just have been there, you know, my whole childhood. Um, grew up at First Pres um, of Augusta, PCA Church, um, just have been there probably. I mean, 18 years until I went off to college, and then throughout college, went back home. Um, and, and that so, church has some serious history. It to does. It, it uh, does. Is it, oh, is it over 200 years old? Oh. Somewhere close to it, Somewhere I think. close yeah. to it, yes. Yeah, yeah. very historic uh, Presbyterian church mm -hmm. there in Augusta. Um, did you did you frequent the uh, Augusta National? Did you play any golf or anything? I, I am not a golf player. Um, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have played golf once in my life, but in Augusta, you um, a lot of the locals rent out their homes. It's yes. the school spring break, so we always hightailed it out of Augusta during Masters. Um, I have been twice now, I think, and I took my husband Ben there on like one of our first um, first dates. So that uh, might have that might have made him stick with me. But um, but yes, yeah, so I've been a few times. Oh, that, that's wonderful. Um, and you uh, went off to college at Georgia? I went to the University of Georgia. Okay. I betrayed my parents there, Clemson grads, <laughs> oh. and I was the first one to head off to Georgia. And then um, my younger siblings followed me there. So Okay. Okay. Well, I guess you're pretty happy with the football team these days. They're doing pretty well. Very much so. And even even declined an invitation to the White House recently. I saw. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, good. I didn't see that. Oh no. <laughs> I think second year in a row. Is yeah, that right? Something like yeah. That, yeah. So. Uh, oh goodness. Not, not, they're not fans of the Biden administration, I guess. So. Uh, well, anyway, we won't get into politics on the podcast. But, uh, uh, Catherine. Um, one of the things that we uh, talked with you about, and actually this connects to Marla, uh, my wife as well, because um, Marla was uh, friends with your husband Ben's parents uh, in uh, medical school at Medical University of South Carolina. Uh, and so there's a wonderful story that you told us about your parents and Ben's parents uh, and, and how... Uh, they had a friendship and some neat things happened spiritually there yeah we have the most interesting story just of the, the a lot of just strings of a, creating a web just woven together um so my parents went to clemson and they were on the water ski team at clemson um, and ben's dad was also on the water ski team at clemson um, my parents were believers they became believers at clemson through ruf um, i think under david sinclair and um 
Ben's dad was an unbeliever at the time, but they were just really good friends at Clemson and on the ski team. Um, and they didn't remain super close after college. Um, but 25 years later, I met Ben um, through some mutual friends from Augusta, and we made the connection that our parents were at Clemson together. And he texted his dad and said, hey, do you know, um, do you know the Polk family, the Polk parents? And he was like, yes, their parents were kind of the first believers that, um, that I knew and played a big role in introducing me to Christianity. That's amazing. That is absolutely Very amazing. Very small world. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, what a wonderful heritage and legacy um, that you're able to, to share that. And one day with your own children to share that with them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess uh, that would also motivate uh, sort of evangelistic zeal as well to think about how those things come together. Um, the Lord, He, he uses uh, even our weak efforts mm -hmm. of sharing the gospel with others uh, to bring people to Christ, to, to challenge them um, with that. Uh, so r remind us, um, Catherine, what brought you and Ben to, to Charleston? Yeah, so my husband Ben is He's now a, a fourth-year dental student, which is crazy. We've been here, I guess, almost. Wow. We're starting our fourth year. Um, but he got into the Medical University of South Carolina's dental program. Um, so we moved down here for that. And a year later, I started also at MUSC to get my master's in speech therapy. Mm. And, and where are you in that uh, process? I will graduate in a short three months in August. I'm yes. almost done. Yes, that's so exciting. Um, congratulations, by the way. Um, yes, so uh, I know that uh, we had some, some questions about just worship and, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, you, you grew up in a very traditional Presbyterian church. Uh, you and Ben moved to Charleston. I assume you visited some different churches. And uh, what, what was it um, about sort of the way you grew up and the way that we uh, worship and do discipleship at Christ Church that sort of led you uh, to, to, to become members of this congregation? Yeah, so um, First President Augusta is definitely a more traditional um, PCA church. They have the morning and evening service, but growing up I didn't realize that, that most churches weren't like that. I was like, yeah, churches have a morning and evening service. Um, and, I <laughs> no, loved, <laughs> and I loved the evening service. Um, uh, as a high Wait a school. minute, can you please say that again for our listeners? <laughs> I love the evening service. Oh, man, I, lo I love that way that sounds. Um, I think as a kid I loved it because in middle school and high school, the the students would kind of, we would all sit together with our youth leaders and then we'd go out to dinner afterwards. Um, but I felt like the evening service was, it's, it was just a little bit more relaxed a little bit. And so I felt like I was able to talk to people more and, and get to know them better. And I, I feel that way even with our church sometimes. I feel like in the mornings um, people have to, you know, get to lunch or different things. And I feel like in the evening um, it's closing out the day. I'm able to sit there a little bit longer. I don't have anything to get to other than go into bed. So I feel like I sit and talk to people more. Um, but, yeah, First Pres, um, we sang a lot of hymns. We had organ, all the things, very mm -hmm. traditional worship, um, which I absolutely love. I um, had a lot of that music in our wedding. I, I just I love the hymns and um, just I think in college I, like whenever I struggled in quiet time or whatever, I our high school gave us a Trinity hymnal um, oh. as our one of our senior <laughs> graduating gifts, and so I just had the hymnal on my desk and I just would find a a hymn and read through it and pray through it. I think you know when I 
didn't have the words to say or the words to pray. Hymns were just such a comfort. Um, so I think coming here and when Ben and I visited, um, we just loved that y'all sang the hymns and um, the liturgy also just feels like home. Like growing up with um, confession of faith and um, just all the liturgy and the, the structure of the service um, is comforting. I love um, that it's not just a couple songs, then a sermon, then we're done. I love the you know the way it builds. Um, and so coming here, just it was so it just felt like home. Mm. One of the things I'm I'm curious about, and, and this is based upon your own um, experience as a childhood, and just how you've been since a child that's been used to church life as it is. So learning how to not only just, you know, have morning evening worship, but just the, the sort of relationships you form because you're uh, basically in the Christian home and you're around the saints of God. And so coming here to Christchurch, uh, from your perspective, how did you feel in terms of just kind of transitioning from outside coming into a new place? How did you kind of learn and kind of find your way within Christchurch. Yeah, um, Christchurch, I feel like, is is one of the most welcoming churches I think I've ever <laughs> visited. And now that I'm a member, um, you know, I could say it's true. But when Ben and I visited, the first Sunday we left, we were like, oh, my goodness, we got swarmed. Like, I think Max Kendall chased <laughs> yeah. us down, like, twice. Yeah. Um, it just, we felt like a lot of people were, you know, they just were very warm and welcoming mm -hmm. and um that drew us in, but um, we, so we loved that. We felt like people knew our names and remembered us and uh, really wanted to get to know us. And then when we started coming regularly, we just, we wanted to invest. And now um, I help in the nursery and we do the Sunday school, which is fun. Um, what ages? They're four and five. Um, we're in Rachel's office, which is wonderful, but sometimes we feel like we're shut in a closet with um, <laughs> with cute cats or something. They're they're a handful, but they're really sweet and fun to teach and watch them um, learn and, and remember things and, and stuff like that. And y'all have been uh, involved in the Tuesday night uh, MUSC and uh, and twenty somethings group as well, and I know that's been a blessing to y'all. Yeah, we have. It's been fun to see that group grow. Um, like when we started. Probably two years ago, it was it was a smaller group, and now I mean, I think the the biggest I've seen is like thirty people or something, yeah. and it's grown. It's a it's a good mix of mar young marrieds, um, like Ben and myself, and then singles, and then also college kids. Um, yeah. So I think it's a good way to build community among the young people in the church. Um, so yeah, we love the Tuesday night group. Catherine, you have uh, shared with me. Um, that you have brought friends in the past to Christ Church. All the things that you were talking about earlier that you love about Christ Church are the things that actually kind of repel them from Christ Church. <laughs> what, what do you think's going on? I mean, I, I've seen I've seen a, a growing number of young people, you know, early to mid twenties, who are kind of longing for something more rooted. They want something more than personality plus in the pulpit. They want serious preaching. They want some some connectedness to their ancient roots in terms of being you know Christians, but you know when you're sort of engaging with friends your own age and sort of bringing them to Christ Church, you know, what kinds of things are you hearing and and how are you responding to them? And uh, it's just it seems to be a pretty common thing for people to be sort of more interested in the you know the smoke machines and the praise bands and the personality plus pastor. 
I know there are a number of people sort of wanting more, but a lot of people are still just quite, kind of there. Yeah, um, I think I've definitely been always in the minority of, um, I think the, the things that I value in church and worship. Um, I mean, in childhood, all of my friends were from my church and my best friends were the pastor's daughters. Um, but in college, it was, um, I was involved in RUF and one of my best friends was as well. But a lot of our friends um, were believers but didn't come from a reformed background. And then even now, um, less and less of my friends, or my community, I would say, um, within the medical university are, are believers at all. Um, but I do agree with what you said about people, you know, wanting to feel rooted and wanting more, um, and some just something deeper than you know the smoke and the the you know the machines and all and all of that. Um, so, so I don't know. I I think, yeah, that people really are searching for more. Um, when I talk, I think when I talk to others um, and try to people say, where do you go to church? And I explain it. And I'm always like, it's it's a traditional kind of reformed church. We sing hymns, and I'm like. But when you read the hymns and read the words and you and you mm. listen to the liturgy and you don't get distracted by like, I don't know what this is, like I've never been to a service like this. Like if you try to like just zone that out and, and just focus on what is being preached and sung and recited, um, I just think it's really powerful. It's extraordinary to me that people could actually be distracted by it <laughs> when they're used to going to services where there's crazy distraction going on you know uh with all the lights and the visual mm -hmm. effects and the smoke machines and the loud music and everything um i would i always tell folks Catherine, come visit for three months just come for the, even if the first couple of weeks you're like i don't know about this I just, it's not quite you know there keep coming and then see what the lord you know might do um and i have found that those who have taken me up on that have indeed after a few months said you know i'm never going back like this this is not just some rote sort of traditionalism this is this is um you know biblical liturgy which has so much meaning and depth and helps and lets us think during a service and um uh, so anyway yeah no that's that's basically been my experience so i and i wasn't raised reformed so i've been uh, within Reformed churches now for 12, 13 years, and it's the jarring first service <laughs> that usually happens, where mm -hmm. it's just, you have to process multiple things at once, what's happening, what's the flow, why is this place here, why is the order the way it is, and I understand all of that, and it's always jarring the first time, and it's kind of what Pastor John mentioned, if it's something that you know that it's a shock to your senses, but you also can see that there's a distinct clear qualitative difference between that and what you grew up with because i grew up pentecostal and so it's a distinct difference but you can kind of figure your way out into it and then eventually begin to kind of see the logic of what's kind of going on there one of us i want to ask you because i've talked to other musc students about this is how has your experience been as a, a conservative Christian mm. at MUSC, because I know that I, you know, knowing some of the faculty over there, it's not the most pleasant of places to be <laughs> at times. So how's your experience been? Um, yeah, I, I am definitely in the minority of um, conservative Christians over there. Mm. Um, 
it's hard to it's hard to avoid it's something that i i had to participate in a lot of um a lot of trainings a lot of lectures a lot of um different things just focused on um a lot of the racial issues that have been happening a lot of diversity um just a lot of the political turmoil that's been going on, you know, the past couple of years that they um, have kind of put into our education a little bit, and especially within the healthcare world, just because you you interact with you know all different patients and you're going to see them. Um, but just uh, like I had a class um, for for speech pathology, we we learned about voice disorders, and one of I had an entire two or three week lectures on um, transgender voice and how to treat transgender voice and um, how as that's in our scope of practice. I didn't know that was a thing. It is a thing. really interesting. um, For people that are transitioning to female that want to feminize their voice or make it more masculine, that is something that we, we, that's within our scope of practice. Um, Mm. Now it's something that you have to get training Mm. things for, but I had classes and exams and and lectures on the most appropriate language to use and and um different things like that so it's hard to it's discipleship yeah <laughs> um so um it's it, that's an interesting part of just my field specifically um but yeah it's it's not the easiest place to be a conservative christian within i was reading this morning uh, about the medical school down in oklahoma i think university of oklahoma uh, i may be wrong about that but down in oklahoma anyway there's a medical school where it's uh, one of the officials there is coming out and saying that uh, this uh, diversity equity and inclusion uh, sort of strategy in in their institution is uh, is destroying the institution literally destroying the institution and uh, yeah i think it's going to be an interesting interesting to see how all this plays out because we're still experimenting right now i mean this this part of your course it's probably something that is either brand new or only a year or two you know year and a half two years old and uh the real question is where is this all going to lead and uh yeah it's 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 important to remember uh, for all of our listeners that when you move away uh from god's design when you move away from his uh his design for men and women uh, and and marriage between a man and a woman uh, that uh, you enter into to waters that are uh, going to be rough and uh, are going to bring great disruption in our society and our medical system, our medical field, our our companies, our churches. Uh, so it's just really important uh, that as Christians, like with Catherine, where where she has studied to. Uh, to be a faithful witness uh, within that. Uh, and there are things, of course, in the world that we have to uh, kind of go through um, and just a part of life, but uh, but we never sign off or approve it, um, sign off on it or approve it in any way. Amen. I know, Gabe, you've had to deal with a lot of that at, at College of Charleston. Yeah, and th- one of the things that you realize, and you've already mentioned this, is that once you know that you are a minority and you have minority views, you therefore prepare your mind for it. Uh, you realize that you're, this is not gonna be a situation where one, you just expect people to accept your views politely or even charitably. You just kind of expect there to be a little bit of either tension, but again, it's still the South. So tension in the South just means it's slightly uncomfortable. Spoken as a man from Brooklyn. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's never in your face. It's always like that slight, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not New York. Impolite tension. <laughs> that happens 
on a uh, more you know unrelated fun note, uh, how did you meet Ben? Uh, how did y'all two get together? Yeah, a, a lot of different things actually. Um, one of my childhood best friends went to Clemson, and he um, ended up being in her friend group, and. Um, we just it was a group of four of us that were best friends from high school and she would send pictures of friends and we'd you know keep each other updated on our college lives and she sent a picture of ben one time and i was like oh like i want to meet him and <laughs> but then we just never did and we actually ended up meeting um at ruf summer conference our freshman year um oh, okay which is kind of crazy the whole ruf ties but um he was with a guy that i knew and i went to talk to my friend and met Ben um, and so we kind of stayed friends and I would go up to Clemson to visit um, my childhood friend and run into him and we go to football games and stuff together um, and the timing just never worked out for us to date until um, end of kind of end of our junior year so and then we got engaged late fall of our senior year mm -hmm. some people didn't even know I had a boyfriend but uh, <laughs> I ran into people on campus and they're like I didn't even know you were dating someone that's the um, best way to do it yes so <laughs> we got engaged um soon and then got married in August of 2020. oh that's that's wonderful and uh, Ben is such a blessing I've gotten to know him a good bit and, and so appreciate him and uh and his exercise of leadership I know he's been serving in the Dental Christian Fellowship mm -hmm. uh, at MUSC. Tell us a little, a little bit about that and what he's been doing there. Yeah. Um, so within the dental college, they have a really great organization called DCF, Dental Christian Fellowship. It was started by an older dentist that lives here and works here and he runs it. Um, and they do medical mission trips. Um, ben has okay. been to Honduras um, and most recently Ecuador. Um, and they go and set up these dental clinics within churches there, within these small towns, um, and just do free dental work for a week. And it's wonderful just to see the people. I had the um, just the opportunity to accompany him on one uh, last September, and it was wonderful. Just um, dental care is not something that is accessible over there um, at all. And so getting just getting to see people, their smiles restored, um, their cavities fixed, you know, painful teeth taken out. But um, besides that, DCF creates kind of this home within the dental college for fellow believers. And it's a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of people from different, it's not a reformed, you know, ministry, but it's it's a wonderful way to get, you know, people that might be interested, people that are have been believers for years, like Ben, um, to just get them in the same room and connect through dental work. That's that's fantastic. I know when Ben asked me to come speak um, a, a few months ago, there were over fifty people there, and he said it was a small group. He apologized to me. I thought, what in wow. the world? That is, I, I was thinking, this wow. is amazing. Fifty dental students meeting together, but there's sometimes upwards of a hundred that will come and be a part of this. And so we praise the Lord for that. And this is a wonderful time, uh, Catherine. Thank you for coming and, and speaking with us. Um, it's wonderful when we get a chance to sit down with some of our members from time to time. Uh, to, to hear your testimony, to hear about uh, how you're serving the Lord in your calling, um, because uh, you know when w we are Christ Church Presbyterian, we are the gathered church, as it were, when we come together on the Lord's Day to worship, uh, to receive the preaching and the and the Lord's table, and to remember our baptisms and to pray together and encourage one another. But we all, you know, scatter from here uh, during the week into our various callings and vocations, and we are salt and light. We are witnesses. We are, we are, we are sharing the love of Christ with others and seeking to live a godly life in the midst of a corrupt culture. 
and uh, to lead others to the to the bread that's been given to us, you know, the living bread of Jesus Christ. And so it's great for 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 our folks to hear about how um, you and Ben are are serving the Lord in this various in this context here in Charleston, uh, in your studies and 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 other things. So thanks so much for uh, for you. being with us, Catherine. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we also thank your dad, who we understand is one of our four <laughs> listeners that we have for uh, between he the time. He, he is, my dad's um, so wonderful. I love him so much, and he's he and my mom are the reason that. You know, I've come to love the Reformed faith, but mm. um, but he does love your podcast. The last time I was home, he started playing the theme song, and he was like, "What is this from?" And I was like, "That's our church podcast." Yeah, so he does love See it. That? He'll Apparently love this so. shout out. Apparently so. <laughs> well, that, that's that's fantastic, and um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get uh, you and your sister on sometime, and we can we can talk about some other things as well, but. Uh, it's great to uh, to be together, and uh, thank you uh, for all of our listeners who joined us for this episode, and uh, we'll talk to you next time on Between the Times.